Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello guys and welcome to this week's episode of The Passing Shot. Um, this is Joel and we're going to be recapping uh, what's been going on this weekend, the French Open finals, uh, specifically the men's final uh, between Nadal and Dominic Team, and the women's final between Simona Halep and uh, Sloane Stephens. So I want to first talk about um, yeah, Halep versus Stevens. Now, going into the match, there was, um, I think everyone kind of wanted uh, Simona Halep to kind of win. Um, she's obviously been there before, you know, losing to Ostapenko in dramatic fashion last year, kind of almost turning into that, you know, Andy Murray of the, the female tour in the sense that, you know, she kept getting to Grand Slam finals, but she couldn't quite get over the line. Um, and then you compare that to kind of Sloane Stevens, who really is kind of developing, um, you know, developing this kind of big game mentality. And, you know, she obviously won the US Open uh, last, 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 and just uh, have an appetite for the for the big occasions. You know, she came through, um, you know, she came through Madison Keys, and she's almost asserted herself as, even though kind of Serena Williams is back on the scene, she's almost asserted herself as the you know the women's US number one and actually I guess it would be interesting to see once you know Serena does get back to full fitness you know how um Sloane Stevens is almost going to cope with that added uh, competition um but for now yeah going into the final was kind of a I think it was a very very even matchup you know I think a lot of people you know wanted Halep to win um but it was a genuine uh 50-50 match now watching it on TV, you could see that obviously Sloane Stevens started off. She came out of the blocks a lot quicker than Halep. Um, maybe Halep was, you know, thinking about, um, you know, last year's final against Ostapenko. Um, maybe she was a little bit more nervous. And you know, Sloane obviously has, you know, positive experiences. Um, of being in Grand Slam finals, you know, at the US Open. Um, and I think that kind of showed, first of all. Um, you know, as the match went on, I was kind of watching it thinking, you know, Sloane Stevens, she can't, you know, she can't keep this up forever. She can't keep up this uh, level of quality. And, um, you know, I think the tide turned in that, in that second set when, um, when Halep, uh, so Stevens was kind of a set and a break up, and then from then on, I think it, yeah, it kind of switched into into Halep's favour, and I think, you know, Halep obviously being the world number one, um, got an excellent coach in in Darren Cahill as well. She was kind of, you know, prepared to, um, you know, she was ready. She was, you know, she was she 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 could kind of hit with Stevens. And then, you know, as the match went on, she was able to take the game away from her. Um, yeah, so overall, I thought it was a very kind of 
fun match to watch um you know it was a you know three set battle you know the sets weren't necessarily you know particularly that final set kind of tailed off at the end but i think it just kind of showed i mean it showed to me how much Hallett wanted it you know she wasn't gonna let the occasion she wasn't gonna let anything get get to her this time she was you know you could tell that she was totally driven totally um you know totally driven to getting you know that first grand slam and i think that final set kind of proved it um you know for both of them it'll be interested to see you know if they can take that form on into the grass court season um you know i think simona you know now that she's almost got the you know the monkey off her back as you know being the women's number one now that she has a grand slam um she can you know she can set her sights on 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 winning more um and to be fair sloane stevens is in that category as well you know she doesn't need to be world number one um to do it she can you know she can she's got a big game mentality that means that whenever she comes to the grand slam events um she's always going to be a threat um so yeah those are kind of my thoughts on the um the women's final um, now moving on to the men's final, I think we had pretty much the best possible outcome we had um, at the start of the tournament uh, come to fruition. We had Rafael Nadal versus uh, Dominic Team. Um, Nadal uh, obviously was, uh, you know, in red hot form, um, looking to get his eleventh uh, French Open title, um, and then you had a guy like Dominic Team who. You know Austria. Um, you know they're not known for you know a lot of their tennis players. I think the last Austrian to get to Grand Slam final was Thomas Muster. Um, but um, yeah, he you know is one of those players who, on his day, can compete with um, you know can compete with anyone. And I think we you know we've already seen that this season, particularly on the clay courts, when um, you know he's already beaten Nadal, which I think was in uh, Monte Carlo. Um, and in straight sets, no less. So I think the question was, you know, we've seen Dominic Team able to kind of dominate almost any player in a best of three set capacity. Could he do it in best of five sets? And could he do it in best of five sets against Nadal, you know, in his kind of spiritual home of, of Roland Garros? Um, and, you know, I think, you know, after that first set, I was kind of, yeah, watching it and... You know, there's seven games played after 50 minutes and I thought, oh boy, we're in for a, you know, we're going to be in for a really long titanic tussle that's going to have, you know, ebbs and flows. And, and you know, unfortunately, I don't, you know, we didn't get that, but I still think we got, you know, a lot of drama. And, you know, I think if you look at the scoreline, I mean, what was it? 6-4, I think 6-4, 6-3, I think, you know, if you just look at that on paper, you think, oh yeah, that was a comfortable victory for Nadal. But, you know, I, it definitely was not um, as straightforward as it sounds. Particularly in that third set, um, when Nadal, um, I think, suffered cramping on his fingers or in his arm. And people were wondering how this was going to impact on his serve and on his ground strokes. And... Um, it was very interesting it was just very interesting to see that how you know once that happened he was thinking you know i've got to i've got to finish this match in 3 otherwise the longer it goes on the the more team it will be able to come into this match um 
the other thing I thought was interesting about that was that you know obviously Nadal he is one of the older guys on tour now and I think to me it's kind of almost like a reminder that you know although he's kind of you know over these years build up that mystique of of being invincible on clay um you know things like that when you know he does cramp up and you know, he does have a history of that it kind of it actually does show that he is you know at times has this vulnerability about him um but you know on the day he was still too um too good uh for for dominic team um you know you know it's not not to take anything away from how team performed i thought you know he was very you know he was very good he was very competitive maybe he let the occasion get to him a bit um but you know the the tennis that he played he would have beaten anyone else in that top 10 um you know on on any given day but you know when you're playing you know nadal best of five set tennis in an atmosphere like that with those you know favorable weather conditions for you know for big heavy topspin exploding off the court um it was always going to be an uphill battle and you know it was always going to take something really special um for him to to capture his 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 um his first grand slam um so um yeah so obviously nadal nadal came through it 11 titles which is crazy um few more stats i was i was reading about um he um him and, and federer have now taken the last six grand slams between them uh which is crazy if you think about you know a few years ago we were wondering whether you know have we got past the you know the peak of the you know fidel rivalry well actually if there's almost like this late bloom you know renaissance um with with the two kind of yeah taking um you know the grand slam titles you know in alternate fashion um so yeah congratulations to him it remain again it remains to be seen what he can do on a grass court um you know i don't expect him to kind of be you know at that level in in you know in these sorts of tournaments uh sorry in the grand slams um you know on a grass court um so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see um how he adapts um and i guess the same with dominic team as well um because yeah although he kind of he played a really good game and you know he he um he he needs to know yeah he needs to look forward now and look to the grass courts and see you know if he can kind of carry on that form because i think you know we all know how good dominic team is on a is on the clay court um you know he's potentially top you know top two top three in the world on the clay court but can he replicate that sort of level um on a grass court um and i guess that my final point and kind of yeah a bit, bit bit odd was um that the um acceptance speech at the end um with um the presentation ceremony with uh, team and nadal um ken rosewall was was presenting the trophy and his is yeah some of the words were a bit taken in the media as a bit um unsavory towards team he said he was disappointed i think was the right was the word he used to describe um team's performance and i again i thought that was you know particular you know particularly harsh i mean nadal 
has won 10 Grand Slams, you know, at the French Open. I mean, it's not an easy... He's not an easy guy to face. And I think on any other day, that team would have, you know, comfortably beaten other you know, other players in the in the top five. Um, it's just that, yeah, he came up against a formidable champion. Um, so, yeah, I thought, you know, thumbs down for, uh, for Ken Rosewell with um, his sorts of comments. Um, you know, I think... I mean... Yeah, I just wonder whether, you know, in the future, you know, these sorts of presentation ceremonies, obviously we get all these kind of the old guys to come out and, um, you know, talk about their, you know, add an extra element. But uh, I just think, you know, if if you haven't got anything nice to say, you know, don't don't say it at all. Um, but uh, yeah, apart from that... Um, it was kind of, you know, in the tournament as, as a whole, I thought was, you know, it was very fun. I thought, the, if I'm being honest, I thought the women's tournament again was, you know, slightly more fun to watch in, than the men's. And I I think it's fascinating now, and I think it's great for women's tennis that I think I saw the top four, top four ranked women now in the world are all the four current Grand Slam holders. Um and I kind of really like that um, that stability, but also the kind of growing sense that you know someone you know in the the next seedings could still come out of nowhere and kind of you know really take a stranglehold on um, on a tournament. Um, and yeah, with the men's, I guess you know what will be interesting to see now is you know Federer coming back after taking the clay court season off. You know, how well is he going to do in Stuttgart? How well is he going to do in Halle? Um, and can he, um, you know, can he continue this kind of post, this late renaissance, uh, this late Fidel renaissance and win another Wimbledon title? Because, you know, if you look at the total number of Grand Slams both Federer and Nadal have won, um, you know, it's, it, is, it's, it is quite close. And I think, you know, Federer would like to add um another one you know to his list um and uh yeah um and and just on that um i kind of in the social media gossip columns at the moment federer has come out and said that his nike contract expired at the end of march now there've been rumors on on twitter and on in it's been reported as well in in swiss media that uniglo are allegedly looking to sign um, Federer to to a crazy contract of something like thirty million a year. Um, now I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah, it's interesting to see that um, Federer has acknowledged that his contract with his contract with Nike is up. Um, now, from what I understand, the RF logo and the whole branding around RF is owned by Nike so if he were to leave he I don't think would be able to take that with him um but it will be interesting to see well what who what um shirts he is wearing uh come uh Wimbledon um and whether um you know there's any change there's any change there now the I think the pinch of salt we have to take here is that it could just be Federer's agents just drumming up a bit of gossip so that Nike come back with an even bigger offer 
Um, I guess, you know, we always have to kind of factor that into the equation. But I guess it will be very interesting, yeah, to see where that um, where that develops. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening to the, this uh, week's episode of The Passing Shot. Um, you can follow us on all the usual social media uh, channels on Instagram, on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and you can download the podcast uh, soon to be on iTunes, hopefully. Uh, so thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.